Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome if you're new, welcome if you're not, welcome if this is the first time I'm gracing your ears or the 34th time I'm gracing your ears. My name is Shannon and this is another episode of Try Not To Need Me. I know that uh, these episodes are still few and far between and I continue to apologise for that but I'm not like that sorry about it, um, only sorry enough that like I will continue to do them when the time feels right, basically. <laughs> it's been a tough month. Um, for those of you that don't know me, I do these podcasts whenever the fuck I feel like it. Um, for those of you that do know me, I appreciate your consistent support and requesting new episodes and being like, oh, are you still doing that? Oh, I listen back to old episodes every now and then. People still seem to listen, that people don't mind it. So here we are. Um, I hope you're all doing okay. <laughs> Scary times, weird times. Um, if you're watching this in the future, we're currently kind of in the thick of the coronavirus outbreak. Um, and I don't want this episode to focus too much on that because there is too much of that out there. Um, and I will talk very briefly about it at the end of the episode. Um, but if you're coming here to escape, then you have come to the right place because that's what I'm trying to do as well. Um, so everything on that later on down the line. Um, just wanted to like record an episode. Um, I asked people to like send me some new questions. I've still got a bunch in my inbox that are probably like no longer relevant to people's lives, but still kind of relevant and interesting and entertaining, I guess. Um, got a couple juicy ones in here because recently I did a work podcast um, all about sex and masturbation and all that jazz and it was for work and it's on the internet so I feel like at this point what's the harm um, and I will link that down below if anybody wants to go and listen to it It was really good we chatted to a sexologist um, who did a lot of work with Love Honey her sex toy company so shameless plug I will put that in the description box or the description box well yes the description box of this video and the episode description if you're listening to this on sound because I am filming this and recording this at the same time. Cool. Amazing. Um, <laughs> a quick update on my life. Hi, it's 2020. Um, still working currently remotely. Talk about that later. Um, still live my life. Got some tattoos. You may see them in this video. Have one on my elbow, have one on my wrist. Um, got them about a month ago. Love them. Um, my hair is blonder than it's ever been. Life's good, you know? Yeah, relatively good. Um, anyway, <laughs> without rambling for far too long, let's get on into the questions. So the first question is, do you believe in soulmates? Oh, fuck, fuck off, fuck, right fucking off, fuck off. Oh my God, oh my God. All right, I'm fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> Everything is so fine. <laughs> Whew. Whew. Fuck me. Okay. <laughs> For those of you not watching this, and I will edit out the really unattractive angles of that, a cockroach just oh, literally scurried straight on under my door, went, hello. For once, my room is tidy and I didn't have shoes lying around that I could have used. Luckily, I had the top to one of my shoe boxes in my cupboard. Um, and now there's a, a flat cockroach on my, on my bedroom floor. Whew. For those of you that know me, I've had far too many fucking run-ins with a cockroach. Just need a second. All right. It's dead. I'm fine. Everything's okay. Moving on. Question at hand. 
do you believe in soulmates? Um, I do, but I don't believe that you only have one. Um, and I also don't believe that these are only romantic partners. So I do believe that there are people that are your soulmates, that your souls do just cosmically intertwine. Um, they just match. They get along really well. They're super compatible. You have lots of similar morals and values and you're just really aligned on like a, a, a spiritual level. And I believe those people can be classified as soulmates. You know, my best friend who I refer to a lot and anybody who knows me personally will know him um, and know how close we are. And I believe he is a soulmate of mine. I just think that we were meant to be friends and that we came into each other's lives for a reason and that though we don't romantically love each other and we don't sleep together because that's not the relationship we have um he is a soulmate of mine I, I do think that um and then I also think that I think you can find friends that are soulmates and then I do think that you will probably stumble across a couple of soulmates in your life um whether or not you find them all I think they're all out there and that's what I, I try and tell myself um that there is somebody out there that's going to be able to handle my crazy in a romantic sense um and that there is, there are soulmates out there for me. And I, I do believe that. And I do believe in them. Um, and I think everybody's belief to that is very different. But I think that there are enough humans in this world that there is a couple, a handful, that will inherently align to your soul. Um, that's, yeah. So I, I do believe in soulmates. Question two. <laughs> This came a very, very long time ago, and I never felt comfortable enough to talk about it on a public forum that my family and my friends and my colleagues listen to. Um, at this point, I'm an open book. <laughs> at this point in my life, 24 years old, I will literally talk to anybody, anyone about anything if they ask. You asked, I'll talk about it. This question says, are you a virgin? What is your personal experience with sex? I am not a virgin. Um, I did become sexually active at the age of 21. So I was a bit older, a bit of a late bloomer, some of you may say. Um, and I don't regret that decision. I don't regret doing it. I don't regret not doing it sooner. I think that that's how it needed to play out in my life at that time. Um, uh, I guess sex for me at this point, like I've never been in a relationship. So everything that's been on the table for me with partners romantically or sexually has only ever been casual. Um, and that's just kind of how cards have played out in my life. And I think that's for a very long time all I was really open to until probably the last like six to 12 months, I've sort of realized that emotionally I'm at a point in my life where I would be open to more than just casual sex or casual dating not that I oh sorry not that I ever really did a lot of that um prior to like <laughs> a couple months ago um but yeah I uh, to answer your question my personal experience with sex has always been very casual and if you want to know more about it again I me and my colleague and a sexologist spoke quite flippantly about this on our podcast which you can go and listen to um but for me it's it's been mostly a physical attraction thing to somebody that I'm like yep cool I want to get down and dirty with you and that's fine um sorry mum or dad if you're watching this <laughs> um but that's how it's been for me in my life so far I don't feel the need to disclose like a body count to you or 
anything like that because I don't know that that's necessarily advice based. Um, but if you know me personally, you'll know what it is anyway. So what does it matter? Um, but yeah, so I guess for me, that's where I draw my experiences from. I have used every dating app under the sun to find these men. Um, <laughs> So if you want more stories about that, do let me know. But yeah, that's my personal experience. Um, next question. I recently had someone I'm romantically interested in come back into my life after three years. We had met randomly, lost touch, and now reconnected through Bumble. I can't help but think the universe is playing a part in bringing us back together. Ooh, girl. Okay. I absolutely think this is... Uh, yes. <laughs> I think it's something to listen to. I mean, I'm a big believer in the universe and its plans. Um, you know, the tattoo on my wrist is essentially a, a form of saying, like, trust the universe's plan and what it, it's laying out for you, what it wants for you, what it wants you to pay attention to. And I think if this person that you kind of always had a connection with, you were always interested in, you always wanted to pursue further, has reappeared and you've reconnected and you're like actively having a conversation and kind of like catching up on life and seeing where you're at and you still have those thoughts see what happens play it out see like literally see where it goes because I don't know that there's really any harm in that um if you're single and they're single and you're both looking for something and there's always been a connection what's the harm and if you know things didn't necessarily play out how you wanted them to the first time that was three years ago so so much so much can change in three years let me tell you um and everybody would know that think about where you were three years ago like three years ago was 2017 at this point in 2017 what are we in march i was still at uni <laughs> so so much can change in three years that i think absolutely if you believe that's a sign I think you should you should pursue that and see what happens. I think absolutely. Um, this has happened to me too many times um, where people from the past have kind of like popped back up on a different dating app or like I still had some connection to them on social media and they've kind of like reappeared back in my realm and they're like, hey, like, how's it going? And you're kind of like, oh, what did I leave unresolved here? Should I be paying attention to this? What are the vibes? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think... Trust the universe, trust her stage directions, trust that she knows what to do. Or if you believe in God, trust that that's God's plan. Whatever you believe in, trust it. Um, God, I'm absolutely whizzing through these today. Ooh, this one is for the curvy gals. How do you manage to always look so bomb and not be a size eight? Cause I fucking admire how you look like a bloody model. This was sent in like almost a year ago, I reckon, quite a hot minute ago when I was at a very different like place with my relationship with my body and how I look and how I dress and all that kind of jazz. So I do appreciate that. And I still appreciate that because I still consider myself a curvy gal. Um, and I really appreciate your comment. And I actually know who this came from because she said it to me directly. Um, but I thought I'd throw it in here because I think it's important to think about and this may not be relevant to everybody, but it may be relevant to people in different ways. I think confidence can really come from what you wear and what you feel good in. And taking risks is one of the best things I ever did in terms of like my fashion or my style and like what I wear. Um, there were certain things I would never wear. I would never wear jeans. I would never wear 
um, a shirt that like didn't go down to like past my crotch. I would never wear singlets. I would never wear play suits. There were so many things that for so long I was like, I'm never going to look good in that. It's never going to suit me. I'm just going to be like in my baggy clothes, in my stretchy pants all the time because that's what I'm comfortable in. And at some point I started finding new shops to, to shop at that were expanding their, their size range. Um, and for me, like I had always been in that plus size range and I still teeter between like straight sizes and plus sizes, which I still hate that that's a thing, but anyway. Um, and so for me, I was like finding new places to shop that actually catered to my body type. Um, and that was places like the Iconic, ASOS, Boohoo was one that when I discovered they had plus size clothing, changed the game. I literally have a pile of Boohoo clothes in the corner of my room that I have to sort through um, because I bought them for like a festival that I'm not going to anymore. But shh, we don't have to talk about that till later. Um, but yeah, so I found shops that sold clothes in sizes that fit me. Shops with really good return policies that I could literally just try stuff on in the comfort of my bedroom at a time of day where I hadn't eaten too much and I didn't feel too bloated and, you know, I was having a good hair day, like a time that really suited me. I'm ne I've never been one to enjoy shopping in stores because they usually don't have things that fit me or you have to go into a store that's catered to that and that becomes like a an embarrassment and a shame thing. Um, which a lot of people understand either petite or curvy, like, and even people who are a very average build, but have body confidence issues. And that's super normal. Um, and you'll understand that, that awful anxiety around going into a store, picking out clothes, picking a size, having to go to the change rooms and then and potentially having to put everything back because you hate everything you picked up and you hate what you look like in everything. And then you just hate your body and you hate yourself. And then you go home with no clothes and with less self-esteem than you had when you started. Um, and I think for me, that was always just like a situation I never wanted to put myself in because it was a, a, an awful spiral to go down and you'd get home and then you'd like emotionally eat. Personally, that's what I always dealt with. So when I found these places that sold really cute, trendy clothes in my size that fit me, that was styled to me, um, like to people of my body size and my body shape, it was a game changer. Like I bought play suits, I bought real jeans, like not jeggings, not ones with no button, like real actual jeans. Um, I bought mini skirts, I bought crop tops, which I don't own a lot of them, granted. I bought denim shorts, like there were things that I never owned that I bought and suddenly felt really confident in. And that's what changed it for me. Um, and so I think you have to find the comfort zone to where you can experiment with your style. So if that is shopping online and trying it all on at home and then just like returning the stuff you don't like and not feeling bad about that and doing that in your own time, in your own space um, and having the ability to like process that and go through it alone. Um, I always used to buy things bigger than I thought I needed because you never know when you're a bit on the chunky side um, where it's gonna give you the leeway. So I'd buy things bigger and then when they were too big, I'd be like, sweet. I feel great about myself. Um, or if they were a little bit more oversized, I'd be like, oh, cool, I feel cute in this. Like, I like this, it's super comfy, I love it. Um, but yeah, that's my very long-winded spiel about finding a comfort zone to wear things you didn't think you could wear and wear whatever the fuck you want. Like, if you want to wear short shorts and a crop top and you're not a size eight, please do. Like. Look at people like Lizzo. Lizzo is an absolute icon in my eyes because she is gorgeous and she does not apologize for the fact that she's not 
the size of a model or like a tiny gal like she's got curves she's got meat like she is a chunky queen and she is stunning because she's fucking confident she doesn't apologize for who she is or how she looks or the size of her clothes or however few clothes she chooses to wear like she does not apologize for that and that's why she pulls it off because she's confident and that's what I found is that even if I don't feel confident if I pretend I do people are like oh you look really good like I really love your outfit like it's really cute and you're like oh shit but yeah so I think find your comfort zone find things that are gonna make you feel good and just wear whatever you want to wear honestly please do um so that's kind of like my normal podcast episode content if you will content baby content um I do have two questions that got sent through on my Instagram because I asked people if they wanted to send me questions um and I sort of said they didn't necessarily have to be related to the whole situation of COVID-19 which (laughs) something that someone at work told me was that you'll never read it again the same way now that you know it can be said in the same tone as come on Eileen come on Eileen COVID-19 so enjoy that being stuck in your head forever and I hope that that brings some sort of like (sighs) what's the word humor to the situation um basically if you want to know where I'm at in terms of like the decisions I'm making and my social distancing plan and all of that there's another work podcast you can listen to it came out today all about um me and my colleague Arne spoke to a registered nurse who works in Melbourne about the situation and what we can be doing to play our part and how we should flatten the curve and I'm not going to sit here and bore you with it so if you want to listen to my thoughts on that and you want to listen to a registered nurse talk about it I will link that below Long story short, I'm social distancing as much as possible. I am lucky I can work from home. That's all I'm going to say on that in particular. Um, Everything else, as I said, is in that other episode, so I will not bore you with two versions. If you want any other of my opinions, go follow me on social media because they're all over it. Not going to apologize for it. Stay home. Anyway. Things are shit. Um, I had a trip planned for the end of April, and now that Qantas have grounded all of their flights... I can't go and I don't think anything would be open and I don't think it would be a good idea anyway if the situation continues to escalate how it does. But any of you who know me know how much I love travel and that Sayad and I have been looking forward to this trip since, well, forever, but we booked it in November. So we haven't actually, we literally booked it two days before we went to Hong Kong. Like we we do this, we book holidays before we go on holidays. Um, And to have that cancelled really fucking sucks. I know that other people have problems, but everybody's problems are valid. Everybody's feelings are valid, and I'm very upset about it. So I don't want to talk about it too much, but everything will be okay, and I know that. Anyway, the two questions that came in in relation to the current situation, um, they're very similar, actually. The first one is three things everyone should do in isolation, and the second is what are you going to do with your spare time? So I feel like they kind of relate to each other. So I guess here's my take on like what I can do to make the most of the situation. Um, You know, my favorite part of this whole situation is that I don't have to commute for a couple weeks. That's my favorite part because I hate commuting and my commute can vary anywhere from an hour door to door to an hour and a half door to door. 
each way. So I'm looking at like anywhere from two to three hours a day commuting, which sucks. Like it's a, to me, it's a waste of time. Um, so I basically have two to three spare hours in a day outside of my normal routine of everything else. What am I doing with them? Sleeping for one. It's really nice to wake up at 8.30 in the morning and be at my, my little workspace desk at nine um, and had showered and had breakfast in that period of time. That's quite nice. So, you know, I could go to bed at 12.30 and still get eight hours of sleep and that I'm currently really enjoying. Um, and the other thing is doing things like this and going back to things that fulfill my soul and make me happy and give me something to focus on. It's not all the shittiness in the world. So I have a podcast. I'm writing a book and I put that in quotation marks because I don't know if it'll ever be finished but I enjoy writing it's a really powerful outlet for me and recently has been there to I guess unlock all of my thoughts that I don't know where else to put because there's been kind of a lot going on in my head um over the last month or so um and then talking to people more and now I can't do that face to face I feel like I have been more in communication with my friends than you ever are when you are constantly go, 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 go. Um, I pause my gym membership, which is a bit sucky, so I know that I have to keep on top of staying active, otherwise I will get fat and go mental. <laughs> that is like the bottom line of that. Um, so like yesterday I did an at-home workout, today I didn't do anything because I was just a bit bummed and I'm like doing this. Um, but tomorrow I might go for a walk at lunch cause you can still go for a walk as long as you try not to talk to people or be in their space. And I live in suburbia, so it's not really a populated area, especially at, you know, 1.30 PM on a Friday. Um, sorry, I thought I heard a noise. I'm really like on the cockroach front at this point. Um, yeah, so I'm going to do things that make me happy. I'm going to try and spend time talking to people that I want to talk to so facetiming my friends and having digital games nights and watching movies at the same time like Sayed and I will watch RuPaul's Drag Race by correspondence which we often do anyway if we can't make the time to see each other um but we'll both sit down and watch it at the same time and have a running commentary of like messaging each other and like I love that it's so much fun um and so I'll probably do a lot of that there's a lot of movies I want to watch a lot of tv shows I need to catch up on lots of youtubers who are putting out some really good content because they're all in isolation so they can't go anywhere anyway so though this is a scary and awful and shit time in life you've got to find the positives in it but then also take the time to slow the fuck down I think we're all constantly moving and constantly doing and I literally sat there over the last couple of days as things have been cancelled, cancelled all of my plans out of my calendar and I'm like, I need more time to do nothing. I need more time to record a podcast, to do some writing, to put on a face mask, to clean out my makeup room. Like there are so many things that I can find time to do now that I have a little bit more wiggle room in my days and I think that's got to be some blessing in disguise because I'm doing my part to flatten the curve and if that's what I can do and I benefit from that in some way then that's just an added bonus I guess but anyway um thanks for watching or listening depending on how you are consuming this media um I really appreciate everyone's consistent support. I hope that you are all coping. I am always here for everybody, whether I know you personally or I don't. Um, if you want to chat or you just want to vent or you're pissed off that a concert you wanted to go to was, has been cancelled or 
gathering you can't have. Like, I know that people have had to cancel engagement parties and weddings and not go to fun Like, it's awful. It is awful and it is awful for everyone and it sucks, but we're all allowed to feel that in our own way and in our own time. So if things are awful and they're shit and people around you are like, oh, but, like, other people have bigger problems than you they're the wrong person to be talking to. Go and talk to someone who will listen to you and reason with you and then cheer you up because that's all we need to do is stay together and remember that everybody's, the way that everybody is being impacted by this is completely valid and everybody is entitled to be upset about whatever plans they had that have been cancelled or destroyed by this awful outbreak and people are allowed to be scared and anxious and the thing that people aren't allowed to do is ignore it. That's the only thing you're not allowed to do. You're not allowed to ignore the situation, you're not allowed to be selfish about it, and you're not allowed to pretend nothing's wrong because lots of things are wrong, you just have to deal with it in a sane way. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, my little spiel or my little catchphrase is to say sane, stay home, and stay informed because you've gotta stay sane in whatever way you can. You have to stay home if you can. You may go to work if you have to, because some workplaces are not that flexible, people need to make money, I understand that, but go to work and go home. And we need to stay informed from people who actually know what they're talking about. Do I know what I'm talking about? No. Will I give you my opinion? Yes. But World Health Organization, if you live in America, the CDC, if you live in Australia, the government, unfortunately, though I don't agree with everything they're doing, um, places, New South Wales Health, big one. Um, if you live in New South Wales, of course. State health services, government health services, health websites, DFAT for travel, <sighs> .gov.au. <laughs> the only places you should really be getting legitimate information. I love Twitter, but there's lots of bullshit on Twitter. Anyway, now that I have uh, sufficiently rambled, as I do, um, I want to thank you again for watching. If you want any advice questions, or at this point, this has turned into like a chat shit podcast about nothing um if you want me to just chat shit just send me topics send me links to things tell me what to talk about or I'm just gonna take it upon myself to talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about and you'll have to listen to it because you enjoy them regardless but if you need advice please do send me advice questions if you need anything I'm here if you need me but Try not to need me. Bye. <laughs>